Welcome to The Devil's Advocate. I'm your host, David Ray. And uh, this is a show where I bring on a guest, they present their point of view on a certain topic, and I take the opposite point of view regardless of my true feelings on the matter. And that way we can get to the heart of the issue. Sometimes it can be serious, sometimes it can be silly, sometimes it can be weird. However, today, it's one of the more serious podcasts. And uh, unlike some other episodes, I actually stand by this point of view that I, I have to defend. Uh, my guest today is Alex Fortin, one of the local comedians here in Edmonton. Uh, he has his own podcast, and he is coming on today to argue that Jerry Seinfeld is not a funny stand-up comedian. I disagree with him. Uh, and uh, we have a whole discussion, and frankly, we don't say a lot of jokes. It's kind of a, a straight-up discussion and disagreeance in the whole matter. Uh, for some folks, this is going to be super boring, and other people, they might be interested in this. However, that's the nature of this uh, podcast. It can kind of go all sorts of different ways. Uh, I, I should point out this about this episode. Towards the end, I start saying some things that I don't normally say, and that's because I'm actually quoting an Alex Fortin joke in character. And, uh, and so if you're offended, I'm sorry, I guess. But uh, I, it's just for uh, uh, to make a point, I suppose. Uh, as well, I should also point this out. Uh, I am not in league with the devil. I'm not on his team, okay? Some people might think that because this podcast is called The Devil's Advocate. However, I'm strongly opposed to the devil. And I, in fact, I hope that uh, when he goes on to Netflix, he tries to find a show or movie, and he just can't find anything. And he just winds up spending... Most of his night just looking for something, scrolling through, and he can't. And he's trying to debate, and he can't find anything. But he can't do it because there's just too many, and he's. Oh, I don't know what I want to do. And I hope that just, that's how he wastes all his free time with that. That's how much I'm against the devil. Uh, so with that, we go into our episode with my guest Alex Fordon. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Thanks, Alex, for coming in. I'm excited to have you on this episode. I've been. Uh, this is the one episode that uh, we established early on in my conception for this show, <laughs> and uh, many people are looking forward to this episode inside the Edmonton Comedians community, so this would be a very interesting one. But why don't you tell the uh, listeners what you're, what you're trying to argue Four. All right, um, my point, and uh, I'm going to have to be very clear about this because it's going to make some people upset. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld is a funny stand-up comedian. And when I say that, I always get a bunch of flack from people who go, oh, the show Seinfeld was legendary, which, fine, he can have that. That's okay. And people are like, you know, he opened doors for opportunity for young up-and-coming comedians, and, and he put uh, comedy clubs on the map, which, yes, I'm sure he did. And... Uh, people will say things like comedians in cars getting coffee is hilarious, which, yeah, I'm fine with him being a funny dude, but his actual stand-up comedy does not make me laugh, and it should not make you laugh, and it probably doesn't. So you want to, once and for all, establish that Jerry Seinfeld is not a funny stand-up comedian. His career is moot. No, his career, his career is not moot. That's, that's, his career is obviously he's established and he's done, but his stand-up comedy isn't funny. 
Okay. That's the point. All right. Well, n- now, what are your credentials in this regard? Like, why, why are you an expert to that uh, you can speak on this? Uh, well, I have read a lot of books. I'm fascinated with stand-up comedy. I always have been. And uh, I have a, a couple of books, like literature, that is... Um, stand-up comedy related uh, there's a book called the comedy bible uh that i've read i've watched a whole bunch of documentaries um recently off the top of my head uh i watched women aren't funny which is great you should go watch it it's hilarious um also uh, i've seen the movie comedian which is actually jerry seinfeld's story which is really good um i am comic um i've also this year in the world series of las vegas i went to a bunch of seminars uh one of them was about joke writing and uh, one of them was uh by i'll bring this up later but it was by a very funny gentleman named steve north who did a seminar on comedic character and um the uh the uh, underlying image behind a comedian and also, uh, I went to a seminar with Jimmy Schubert, which Lars Kellyo set up for us last time he was in town. So, All right, so you've been taking a lot of classes, and you, you're all steeped up on this. Uh, so for further, uh, f- to show that you're an expert in the field, uh, exactly how many uh, comedy competitions have you won? Uh, zero. Total of zero comedy competitions. Uh, like, I have a lot of... You, you don't have to be modest. I have a lot of paper. I can write them all <laughs> down. No, yeah. I've won a total of zero of them. Also, I'd like so to you, point you out that I'm not arguing that I am funny. I'm arguing that Jerry Seinfeld is not. not. Okay. All right. That's that's good. That's fair. I don't need to give my expertise because I'm not trying to say Jerry. <laughs> I, I'm the I'm in the easy position. Yeah, but how many archaeologists are actually dinosaurs? None of them, but they know a lot <laughs> about the dinosaurs. <laughs> Touche. All right. Well, uh, well, why don't you open it up? Why don't you uh, give your first point? Why do you think he's not funny? All right. Um, well, I've learned through these seminars and these books. Also, I wanted to say uh, thank you for having me on the podcast before I started but I didn't get a chance because we just got into it. So thanks for having me over. I dressed up, as you no, can see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not dressed. Frankly, we're in this one random room in my house, and it looks like a very terrible kill room. It's just like all these <laughs> blankets is... lying up everywhere. And that, that's going to be... That just gathers evidence. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, it's like you lined your kill room instead of plastic. You're like, what would absorb the most <laughs> DNA? What could I get the most so, DNA soaked? We, you know, we're, 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 not, we're not pretentious here. So. Talking into a singular microphone is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't think Jerry Seinfeld is funny, right. I guess, by Alex Fortin. <laughs> um, so first of all, uh, there's many um, what are called, I have an email about this, but I couldn't find it because my phone and and my laptop have been broken for the last three days. Fortunately, you don't but, need references. Yeah, this. luckily I don't need references. <laughs> I don't need to but, see your... Um, there, there's a, da- a gentleman by the name of uh, da, 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 David Corley. I forget his first name. Oh, that's bad. That's a bad start. Uh, but, so you're clearly uh, lying at this yes, point. Yes, yes. No, Mr. Corley, <laughs> who uh, sent out emails at the World Series of Comedy um, about joke writing and studies that were done into um, the human mind and what makes us laugh and what causes that reaction naturally. And a few of these things are juxtaposition, misdirection, common occurrence, and uh, the ability to, I guess, uh, not so much prove a point as to disprove um, a common thought. 
um, which Jerry Seinfeld does none of. He does not ever do any of this. The only one that people get tricked into thinking he is doing is the common occurrence, which he totally does not do at all. He's extremely unrelatable, and nothing that he says has anything to do with anyone's actual life. <laughs> so, I'll give you. I'll give you a few examples. That's, uh, that's very interesting. I. Okay, give me an example. I'll, I'll get to my um, point later. The the most fresh example I have. I was listening to uh, his comedy actually on the way over, mm-hmm. and I didn't laugh once and cringed most of the time. Sure. Um, I booed aloud once. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the most recent one I have is he has a joke, and first of all, he oh, prefaces the joke by going. Um, I think that they've decided we need a drink for all types of the human condition. And then he proceeds to label one. He goes, I think we should have drinks for all. It seems like they're pushing drinks on us for all, everything that we ever need. So here's one example, which is stupid. And the example was, I I don't know this. It was, I'm beginning, I'm getting to that, David. Okay. (laughs) Um, The example is, he goes, um, Booze and coffee? Do we really need that? Who is that for? When is that for? When do you need to be both whatever the opposite of drunk and sleepy is? And my thought was uh, basically between the ages of 18 and 25. There's a seven-year window where that is the perfect thing that you need to be. The exact opposite of drunk or of sober and tired? Yeah, that. I'm going to be that tonight. <laughs> but he's also kind of... That's just like kind of it's a ridiculous notion at the same time like the idea that you'd want to be both uh drunk and sober at the, that's a no, bizarre no no no, no not drunk and sober drunk and alert drunk and alert yeah wow because coffee perks you up and makes you alert yeah and alcohol makes you drunk which is exactly <laughs> what i go for that's why they made four loco that's why red bull and vodka is a thing that's why people are dying from consuming high octane energy drinks and high alcohol content liquor because it is the perfect combination of things jerry that's why you're wrong okay uh well okay i actually want to ask you about this uh who's ever thought i want to be drunk and tired (laughs) <laughs> no one that's the point he's trying to either sober and alert or drunk and tired is what he's going for yeah and I would want to be maybe I wouldn't want to be drunk and alert that's like that's a weird that you drunkenness like makes you like sleepy unaware kind of let loosens your inhibitions if you're more alert yeah. that's like you're, you're put you're no, that's exactly what you want you want your loose inhibitions but the energy to do whatever pops into your head yeah, but I don't know. Okay. Someone has clearly never been to a rave. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Nor do I think I want to go to one, but um oh, so fun. Uh okay, so he doesn't he you think people think he does common occurrence, but he doesn't actually do it. Yeah, people that's his thing. He's like he's an observ an observation comic and people are like, "Oh, he's so observative and he knows like it's like the everyday life." And it's like, "No, it's not." Because no one's life is the way Jerry describes it. Another one uh, listening on the way. Well, over. what about okay? Like I'm thinking about the joke where he's in the airport bathroom and they have like the spring handle uh, uh, taps or whatever. So he hits it and like it just comes a little bit of water at a time. Like that's the thing that you do encounter. 
at uh, various airports or even not just airports, but in other bathrooms and what kind of, and it's ludicrous that we think that that's, uh, uh, you know, what do these airports think we're going to do? Just turn on the water and just run away? Like, woo, why can't we just have normal faucets? Like, why is that such a... Because people will turn on the taps and just run away. But you're that's... saying that you're saying that, that never happens, though. That, that he never speaks about anything that we ever encounter. I've encountered those kind of handles, and they are the worst. I have, and I've had no problem washing my hands. I didn't freak out. It didn't ruin my day. I was like, oh, this is a slight inconvenience. And most but at airports... the same time, but why, why? It's also ludicrous that they just don't have the normal handles. No, because then they'll run the water, and the water cost will be through the roof. It's basically the airport trying to save money, is what it is. And that's well, capitalism, that's a whole other problem. And if he wants to go at the airport for being a bunch of capitalist pigs, for trying to conserve water by having these stupid, inconveniencing hand taps, that's fine. But saying that the hand taps are a huge inconvenience and a huge problem and ruin your day, no, that is he not did, relatable. He did say it ruins his day. Yeah. He just says that it's... They think that uh, airports think uh, people are so immature that they're just going to turn on the water. They are. <laughs> they, they, I, I would. I would definitely. I, if I was probably 15 years old, I would plug the bottom of the sink with brown paper towel, turn on the two taps, and walk out so that the tub would overflow. I did that in math class in grade 11. But in normal, typical civilized society <laughs> we don't have to worry about that kind of we stuff we do because i'm out there me and many others like me oh okay uh but that, i'm just saying it's a common occurrence it's a, you, that is something you do encounter and whenever i encounter those things i like think this is kind of a silly thing that they've put in like it i i would identify with that or like uh what else as you know, when you're shaving on the airplane and shaving so much that they're, they're using up razor blades, that's the the bit from the, uh, there's the slot for used razor blades once you're shaving on an airplane. Like, why do they have to have that slot? Because it's an, a ludicrous thing. And I've seen those slots too. Those things exist. And he made fun of it. And it does happen. So... That one is a stupid idea. I'll give him that. <laughs> but... But you're saying he never does. It never happens in real life. I never said never. It just doesn't happen. Like, most of his material doesn't happen in real life. And even if it does, again, he plays it up like, why are these things this way? It's crazy. It's ludicrous. It's like, dude, they put a slot in the bathroom. Relax. <laughs> Which is actually leads into my next point. Um that he never attacks real issues. He's on the wrong side of every issue, which is what I brought up earlier. He's for rapists. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, not every issue. <laughs> I'm using hyperbole. I know. So does Jerry Seinfeld. That's my point. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay. But see, if he, I could yell at him the way you just yelled at me, I would love to. <laughs> Whenever he used hyperbole, I would love to sit in the audience and be like, hyperbole. 
Um, but anyway, so the fact that he could have, with that tap water thing, easily gone, what are people turning on these taps and, like, they're worried about the money? Like that. And then he could have gone and made an actual point and actually said something. And this is kind of an argument that I stole from Doug Stanhope, who also hates Jerry Seinfeld as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically goes, if you have that time on stage and you're a public figure and you're in the eye of the people and you're doing stand-up comedy, which is the most free speech outlet that we have, and you're going to use your your ability to, to influence the masses to talk about, oh, they have razor blade disposals, that's silly. So why wouldn't you go on a bigger issue? Again, uh, the one that I was listening to on the way here, he goes, we have a weight problem in this country. Do we really have a weight problem in this country? I don't think we have a weight problem until we're all touching each other. Really, Jerry? You don't think the kids dying of childhood obesity, late onset diabetes, like the market like putting things in your meat that you are the all the preservatives and and the fats and the sugars that's not a problem the problem only exists is when we're in a jar of olives and touching each other really that's your view on that the people dying the sadness that is childhood obesity and you're going nah we're not that big yet (laughs) how can you say that and then go like i'll sleep tonight that's fine but the thing is, there. Okay, I, I have a, I have a couple of parts to this. First one, so uh, you're talking about he's not using his platform well. He should be saying something with his time on stage. He could be, but he doesn't. That's one of the reasons he's a weak comic, or he's not as good as he could be, or he's wasting people's time because he's talking about, you know. Air uh, like razor blade slots and like yeah. right. You know. So and what? What about other guys? Like I just want to give get a sense. Well, what about guys like say Brian Regan or Dimitri Martin or uh, Steve Martin? They're not really. They don't really spend their time talking about stuff that they really care about either. They're just mm-hmm. kind of. They're they get, tell jokes. They don't get personal. Jerry is known to not get personal. That's true. But neither do some of these other guys. Do you, do you think they're not funny too? Uh, one thing with that, uh, I do think some of those guys that you mentioned are very funny. Uh, but they're not Jerry Seinfeld famous, first of all. Second of all... I think the, Steve Martin would be. Uh, Steve Martin is, but he's not for, not for stand-up. That's kind of where he got his start. In like yeah, but he's to... not... No one's seen as much of his stand-up as they have seen Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up. Okay. Um, also, um, the, the thing, uh, what, where, where, where was I going with that? Well, Jerry's only famous because he got a show. No, he was famous before that. He had a bunch of big stand-up outlets before that. That was like his big, big break, but he was doing stand-up way before that, and stand-up was in his show. Oh, yeah, that was my point. Um, with that, when you look at... Uh, top 100 comedian lists yeah. when you look at that the guys that are consistently near the top are guys like Louis C.K. George Carlin uh, Sam Kinison um, uh, guys like Bill Burr and then Jerry Seinfeld's just always in there and he's not <clears throat> and Brian Regan and those guys and Dimitri Martin they're on that list but they're way above the 50 mark even like mm-hmm. 25, 50 but Seinfeld's always top five with guys like Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor so and Bill Burr, say, CK, 
Sam Kennison, all these guys who are saying something, and we've clearly put a high price on being able to get your message out there, and also kind of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> so I, I love how you brought up other people have gotten together and said, he's in the top ten, so why? <laughs> like that's But he doesn't fit in the top ten, and that's my point of this podcast. He's not in, he shouldn't Look, be in Look, I, I will admit that there is a certain amount of, like, I like watching CK and Burr for, like, being very personal. They, they get into, like, these personal stories. It's interesting to see uh, guys like David Cross or Bill Hicks, they say something political and do a lot of social commentary and they mean something, or, or, uh, or Louis Black. All of those guys. But because, just because Jerry Seinfeld doesn't do personal material or doesn't do political or social commentary doesn't mean he's not funny. That doesn't exclude him from being funny. Um, it's just he's doing a different style. There's there's sometimes people just, like there's a certain kind of connection that comes along with all these different things that you notice that he just can bring up. He's got, a, he's got a, an economy to his jokes. That like he just gets to the point and he, uh, yeah. there's usually a laugh every few seconds. It, like, he's very good at putting together a good joke. The laughs shouldn't be there, is my point, because they're not funny. They're people who laugh because it's Jerry Seinfeld. I, okay. They, that's, I've watched, and the, fi- and it's, it's... You, you're right. You're right. He got his TV show just because, like, people are like, we don't know what to do with this No, guy. his Let's TV get... show's great, and his TV show idea he, is fantastic. He, the, the reason he, he got his show is because he was funny. No, he got to pitch it because he was on Just for Laughs. <laughs> there's a lot of people who have been on Just for Laughs who I think there's a lot of people who are funnier than them, them don't get on Just for Laughs because yeah. they're not squeaky clean TV comics. So, but why why does Jerry Seinfeld get put in the ranks with all these people who have something to say and no one else like him does? What's that about? That, this is, goes back to, I was going to, this is the second part when I was, um, uh, in my response was, um, I think he does have something to say. It's all in the subtext. He doesn't go, he doesn't go as direct as some other guys, but there's a certain element, especially if you listen to, I'm telling you for the last time, as you listen through the oh, special. I to five minutes of that and turned it off. It was awful. <laughs> well, that's maybe one of the reasons why you missed the subtext that as you listen to the entire series, this set, uh, yeah, he does have some like uh, stories off to the side or uh, jokes off to the side, but there's this underlying thing where adult society is ludicrous and it's stupid. And, uh, and we, we've forgotten how silly it all looks. But, we, and he's just pulling out, what about this? What about this? What about this? It is kind of all ludicrous, and we take ourselves so bloody seriously. But that's the point that I'm proving, is that it's not. It's not ludicrous. It's, it, it all makes sense, and everything that he tries to pick at is usually wrong. Like, he's another, like the booze and the coffee. Why do adults have booze and coffee? Because that's what we need. Because after dinner, you're like, I, want, I need to stay awake because I have guests to entertain after this, and I would like to drink a little bit to loosen up. And so you drink the coffee and booze. That's a completely reasonable thing that we came up with, and it's not ludicrous. The automatic taps 
are because people like me would go around and they would flood taps or they'd leave the water on and waste water and that would be costing, I'm sure you could look up a statistic somewhere, the amount of money that has been saved and the amount of water that has been saved since they put in automatic taps. I'm sure that's out there somewhere and I'm sure it's quite a bit because people would leave taps on even if it's for a germaphobic reason where they're like, oh, well, I just washed my hands and I want to turn the tap off or I'm going to germs on them again. <laughs> So th that has cut back on water wastage, and that's, again, he's on the wrong side. <laughs> he's on the wrong side. And that's maybe what he should be looking at, is, is the advancements that we've made, and not, oh, this is silly. No, it's helpful, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, a comic always has to be on the right side of an argument, no matter what. Not always on the right side, but I think when he's just telling it should jokes. always be a movement. I think that's one of the best things. That's what I love and hold so dearly about stand-up comedy is that it's a voice that pushes for a movement. And yeah, I have some silly jokes. And yeah, some of my favorite comedians have silly jokes. But most of their act isn't silly jokes. Most of their act is in some way trying to better society. And I think Jerry tries to do that and doesn't. And for some reason, people aren't seeing that, and it drives me nuts. Like the five-hour energy bit. I, I hate it so much, because he goes one to six, or he goes, five hours energy, who's working the one to six shift? No one. No one's working that shift. But eight-hour energy is a company, and their, their whole selling point is, hey, once you've ran out of energy, this is to get you through to the end. This is for the second half of your day. They're giving you an extra hour of energy. Your, your shift is nine to five. That's an eight hour shift. They're giving you five hours of energy to get you through the second half of your day. Well, I, this is where he's just, he uh, plays a lot with like, uh, he loves like words. He'll like pull things apart and that's the joke. He doesn't care. He doesn't actually care about five hour energy drinks. He doesn't yeah, actually but, care about the faucets. But it's, it's, he doesn't care about that. It's, it's, it's untrue though. Well, five-hour energy. There's a lot of untrue stuff, but they're not as blatantly untrue. No one goes, no, like, no comedian has ever been like McDonald's. Why, why you get so fat eating that? That why would you? I'm trying to lose weight. Why would I eat at your restaurant? No, they've never marketed as a restaurant that's gonna help you lose weight. Just like a five-hour energy, never marketed as an energy drink that's gonna get you through the whole day. It's not coffee. They were like, hey, take us in the morning. Five Hour Energy's like, you know when you hit the wall, we'll get you through. Like, no one's, no one's taking another company, what, like, whatever, uh, Ferrari, and going, oh, you know what, this car just, I can't fit my kids, I can't get my kids to hockey in this. Like, yeah, because it's not a minivan. That's not what they're advertising as. But that goes all... That's once again going to the point of like he's not saying something that he should be. You're 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 saying you're trying to argue that he's not funny, and yeah. all, just because he's not talking about a certain kind of higher truth all the time, or maybe even most of the time, that still doesn't take away that he sometimes says, or I think fairly often says, stuff that's great, 
that makes me laugh, that catches me off guard, or like, yeah, I kind of, I, I see where he's going with that, yeah, like when he's talking about dry cleaning, what does that mean, is it shaking and tapping it, like, the only kind of dry cleaning I can think of is when you scratch on the coat and all that kind of thing, it's, well, it's like, it? of course there's some, there's some, dry cleaning is not, he knows what dry cleaning is, and he knows we know what dry cleaning is, that it's, that it's not, exactly dry but that's what he's kind of picking on the silly name for it that that's just the kind of stuff that he does but why is that funny where is the humor in it in being him being incorrect and arguing against a product for what it's not supposed to do that's like me being like oh this vacuum cleaner hey you know those vacuum cleaners they don't shampoo your carpets well at all hey guys and everyone's (laughs) like that's not what they're meant to do that's not what they're advertised as. You're like, yeah, but they, they clean the floor, and that's basically the same thing, right? But a vacuum cleaner uses a vacuum. That's why he hasn't picked up. He picks on dry cleaning because there, it's, it doesn't seem like... We're talking about two like different dry- bits. I'm saying yeah. the fiber energy bit, for example, is not funny. Find me the humor in that bit. That's one of the I don't know that bits. joke. I explain. He literally goes, five, who's working the one to, fi- one to five sh- or one to six shift? That's like the punchline to the joke. I know, like, that's I a weird know. amount of energy. That's a weird Fine. amount of time. There's also, there's something you, uh, I don't know if you checked it out in your research for, there is actually a bit that Jerry does when he's up uh, receiving an award. I forget what award it was. Uh, Not his stand-up. He's very funny in Comedians and Cars and Coffee. He's a great host. He had a great TV show. Stand-up. But he, he goes and accepts this award, and he uses the same cliches of stand-up. Like, he's basically doing a, a like... His acceptance speech is two or three minutes ripping on the idea of an award show while he's at the award show getting an award saying how stupid this whole thing is. Yeah. In front of the people that that gave it to him. That's that's, that's the kind hilarious. of... That's a ballsy kind of move. That's yes. exactly what... So why doesn't with. he do that in his stand-up? He does do that. He doesn't. Give he me an ta- example. Where does he... When he was talking about... Uh, when he, he does it in, in his special again where he's talking about why are uh, men like uh, honking horns and whistling at women as they from construction sites and all this kind of, it's so stupid well how is that uh, you know uh, uh, attracting to women like and kind of t- calling out some of these like what we uh, in some uh, circles now are against catcalling. He was one of the guys doing cat uh, things against catcalling back then, making fun of it, saying how stupid and ludicrous it was. You know, he does have these moments, and yes, and and but he's once again, we're not arguing. Is he using his platform well? We're arguing that he's funny. He does have moments where he's funny, but. Bill Burr also has moments where he's not attacking something. There's moments, there's little snippets in Jerry's eye. I'm like, you know what? That's a good joke. But I've listened to three hours of his material and there's 10 minutes in there. Even every once in a while, like I said, I will be like, yeah, that's a good joke. Good for you, Jerry. Um, But I don't think you deserve to be up with Carlin and those guys. Um, But there's a couple times, so many times too, where I'm like, oh, I think I might be on his side on this one. And then he ruins it. (laughs) <laughs> just ruins it. He was doing a bit about cookies and how eating cookies, like you go and you have like one or two cookies and then you finally, you end up eating the whole sleeve of cookies. And I was like, ah, I've been there. That's 
pretty good. That's common occurrence. And then he goes, and then once you get over that first wall, you don't even care about that second and third wall. And I'm like, I've never eaten a whole package of cookies in one sitting. A sleeve, yes, you had me. That was a great joke. Why did you keep going and ruin everything, Jerry? <laughs> You're not relatable anymore. You're not relatable. You like, and he talks about like you finished a whole carton of milk and two boxes of cookies. And I'm like, no one's been there. I remember what I was going to say. Um, that I think it boils down to a certain kind of language. I, I, I like to think of comedy as different kind of languages. And there are some people that I watch, I get why the, uh, people like them, but because of either uh, the, the content of what they're saying or just the style that they deliver, and it's like, this is just not my thing. And I can appreciate them for what they do. And I think that's kind of what you're coming up against, where nope. it's just like... I I listen to Jerry. I think he's funny, and that uh, and he happens to hit these certain kind of beats that I think because I'll I'll let him go and tell a joke that like obviously I don't uh, he knows better than this uh, that, that that's not what it is but he's just playing with this silly name with and I'll let him go that way. You may not want him to do that because you want him to tell like ooh some sort of inalienable truth that is common to everybody is. There, there has been so many people that have uh, thought that he was funny enough to be able to go to Just for Laughs, to be able to do all these clubs, to f get a show, to do all these things. Maybe it's not everybody, and that's okay, but that's just a different language. I don't fault other people uh, and, and other comedians uh, when I don't like their style. I'm like, this is just not my thing. And that's okay. And I can appreciate what they're doing and I can see what they're doing and I can see why people would like them. Um, but this is my, my, my final thing. Uh, I think, Alex, that your problem with Jerry Seinfeld is not the jokes. It's not the, that he's got a bunch of success. I think deep down you identify with Jerry Seinfeld. You see yourself like him. And when you see your heroes like Dub Doug Stanhope rail against Jerry Seinfeld, you're like, oh, that sucks because it hits so close to me. Let's think about this. Imagine Jerry Seinfeld going up on stage. So what's the deal? With the dick herpes slides in the sex education class. They don't need to show those to me. I, if I saw a dick with herpes, I would say, I don't need to see that. What they should be doing is teaching us about that, how far the vagina is down. And then, your problem. <laughs> you know exactly what it is. <laughs> you are Jerry Seinfeld. You hate Jerry because you hate you. And you want to please your comedy dad. So there we go. You actually think Jerry Seinfeld's great because he's actually funny, but you're just wanting to suck up to Doug Stanhope. And that's the first time I made somebody face an existential crisis on my podcast and made them break down crying. So that's a first to be celebrated, I guess. 
Um, I should point out that it was a little bit weird. There's points in the discussion where I didn't know what he, uh, Alex was referring to because it was jokes that are a little bit newer from Jerry that I wasn't famil- familiar with. However, Alex was trying to point out that uh, Jerry was a terrible comedian. Uh, the onus is on him that he should probably watch his uh, Jerry's best special or what's held up to be his best special. I'm telling you for the last time. Uh but he didn't even watch it, so it was kind of a weird argument to have because we didn't even have a basis to go from. Uh, however, I still take it that I won that argument. Uh, my streak is continuing, I believe. Uh, that said, if you want to follow Alex, you can uh, on Twitter. <laughs> you can follow him in real life too, I guess, if you want to. But on Twitter, you can find him at it's the Fortin. Uh, you could also go t- check out his podcast. Uh, it's on Podbean. You can find it at um, theworstpodcastever.podbean.com, and uh, which is really, really setting that uh, podcast up for failure, you know. Uh, but whatever. I don't. I'm not Alex. I don't have to decide those things. Next week, my guest will be Brent Constantine, who is a very funny comic from Vancouver. And I'll be honest, the episode is wonderfully weird. You should check it out. Uh, However, uh, before I go, I just want to remind people, I am not the devil. It's just that I sunburn very easily in the summer. See you next time. (laughs) 